no, because I, we didn't really engage on that level. But I did say a few things that I think made them wish that possibly, and I could totally be projecting and imagining this, wish that I hadn't been invited. <laughs> Stevens. I am the New York Times and best-selling author of the Vanessa Michael Monroe series, and I am here today on this The Taylor Stevens Show with Steve Campbell, and today um, I think we're going to be talking about college. Is that correct, Steve? Well, first I want to ask about the, what kind of books that, that you write, uh, because I seem to recall from past podcasts that these <laughs> you wrote kick-ass thrillers. Okay, let me redo that. <laughs> I am the New York Times best-seller of kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers. All right, now I feel like we can go. Oh, and, and the dogs obviously feel like it, too. They're the yes. critics in the background. Yes, that's the peanut gallery. Which we need. And speaking of uh, peanut gallery, we had a really nice review that I want to read. Oh, this is a happy surprise. This Ooh. is from the number 19 and then Risden. 19 Risden. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Friendly, down-to-earth, and casual, as well as informative every time. And as you can tell, that's what reminded me of that was the dog barking in the background. <laughs> we oh. are casual here. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> that is so awesome. Thank you. I, you can't even know how much I appreciate that. That just ooh, that makes me happy. Thank and, you. And one last thing. When I was looking for uh, new reviews, and anybody who wants to review the show, the show, please do. You do it at iTunes. But I noticed that last week's episode, which has only been out for a couple of days, is our, at least on iTunes, our most popular episode yet. That is pretty cool. And that was the one on... Um, That's where you, you went uh, crazy by just offering up five... Five great char character things. Yes, yes. That's what happens when you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to be on the spot quite as much. This time, because you posted on Facebook a week or so ago about uh, your day at college. And as, as someone who finished their formal education in the sixth grade, I find this to be a, a somewhat interesting topic, your, your day at college and uh, how it went. You were uh, essentially there, I guess, to, to teach or do some kind of instruction on, uh, during a writing week at this college. Yes. So the joke, or I guess the comment that I'd put on Facebook was that I, um, this was the closest that I was getting to attending college and I was the one that was teaching the class. <laughs> and I just found that bizarrely hilarious for some reason. And so I did, I, I taught a college class and it was, um, a half, half, uh, it was, it's kind of what I do when I'm doing most of my speaking engagements, except this one actually focused on writing and publishing as well. But I, I give my background of where I came from, and then I, uh, and then I offer my some writing advice and some publishing advice. I, I prefer to do questions and answers than to just teach because I feel that that way people, the audience, actually gets what they need, and it's not just me monologuing. And who 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 were you actually teaching? Predominantly uh, college students, and there were some faculty there as well, very well-educated PhD faculty, which was quite interesting. Were you intimidated? Um, 
Very much so. <laughs> um, but but only a- after the fact. I was like, well, that was probably really not what they were expecting me to teach a college class. <laughs> and was this like <laughs> a writing class or a philosophy class it, or what? It was it was sort of an in-the-trenches, um, talk-to-real-world authors. And so it was me, where I came from, and then my some tips about writing that are sort of myths and misunderstandings and things that I feel that everybody should know. And then a little bit of myths about the publishing industry. And then I opened it up for questions and answers. And did you get anything interesting? It is such a different experience teaching, I have to say this, younger people than, than my age bracket. I don't like to say that because it makes me feel very old. <laughs> Imagine but, how it makes me feel. <laughs> but um, it is completely different. Um, when I speak to those that are uh, in my general age demographic or older, there is a rapport going on. And often it seems that I've done one high school and one college now. And when I teach uh, talk to those who are younger, it's like you kind of know that they're engaged, but there's no real feedback. You're just, it's like you're just talking and hoping that it's working. And when I opened up for questions and answers, I did get questions, but I'd say that half of them were from faculty who were with me. They were just, they were on it with me. And so it was really hard to tell. It was, a, it was an interesting experience. I don't regret doing it, but I don't know that that's where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really good at teaching what I do, but I don't think teaching college students is where I'm best at it. Now, most of the time when you speak, it's to a group of people who are indoctrinated in your work. They know who you are. They've read some of the books. Um, not always, obviously, but in a lot of cases, that's the case. If I'm going to a book club or a bookstore, then yes. But I do speaking engagements to, um, like women's groups or, um, sometimes it'll be a big book event where nobody's ever heard of me. They're just coming because it's sort of a fundraiser community organized type thing. So it's both. What kind of feedback did you get from some of the instructors that were there? Oh, really good. I mean, I think they were very engaged. Um, They had fantastic questions. And since they themselves are teaching writing or are somehow involved in in that that aspect of, of the writing world, um, their, their questions were very on point and had a lot to do. They were, I think, most interested in, in um, process and uh, publishing. And then I was asked how to engage readers who don't want to read because this particular person taught a group of students that had no interest in reading whatsoever. And I was like, I have no idea because I can't even get my own kids interested in reading this. <laughs> can't help you. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, this is going to be pure podcasting gold when you give us this answer. Oh, no. I, I am smart enough to know when I don't know. And that is when it's just like, I don't know. I was asked the other day by someone if, um, if my kids, what my kids thought of my writing. You know, especially since um, I've I've done a book that it's not published yet. I hope, fingers crossed, that is more geared towards a younger demographic, and we'll talk about that in another podcast. But um, I said, "Oh, 
they think I'm boring as heck. <laughs> and I said, but then, you know, they don't read Harry Potter and they think Hunger Games is boring. So I just thank them for the compliment. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm helpless in, in engaging them in this. I let them grow into this their own way. Did you get any sense that I mean, when, when you go at writing from a college professor's perspective, I've, I took some writing courses in college and, it, and they were incredibly basic and formulistic. And you do this, then you do this, then you do this. Um, did you get a sense that your process was somewhat foreign to them? Um, no, because I, we didn't really engage on that level, but I did say a few things that I think made them wish that possibly, and I could totally be projecting and imagining this, wish that I hadn't been invited. (laughs) (laughs) Such as? Such as I said, you know, you guys are, are learning how to write, but let me just forewarn you now, the writing doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, it does up to a point, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a certain level where you have to be coherent and um, be able to show that story more than tell it. And you have to really engage the audience in a, in a literate mind, mind clinking sort of way, but up to a point, readers don't care. After you reach that point, readers don't care about the writing. Writers care about the writing. And that can be a really big trap as a writer is to focus so much on perfecting the writing that you miss the big picture and the big picture is storytelling. So that may have been a shock to them, but was that also surprising to you when you learned it? No, because I learned it backwards. You know, a lot of people who start writing have already, like, they, they've they've shown an interest in in writing, or they've taken writing courses, and they've at least taken high school English. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for them, that that they've come at it from that direction. Me, I came at it from storytelling, and um, and my writing just it, it got to be a certain level where I realized I'm I'm wasting my time trying to make this really good because it doesn't matter to the average reader. And I, I learned it also through experience in that I used to to be able to read for escape and I can't anymore because becoming a writer ruined the reading experience for me. And it's really hard for me to engage in books now that blew my socks off once upon a time because mm-hmm. I can see the flaws in the writing. The writing is so bad that it makes me cringe. But as a reader, I never could tell. And most readers can't because that's not what they, they do for a living. It's like if I walk into any other field, you know, I'm not really well-versed enough to tell one level from another level once it reaches a certain a certain area of, of mastery, only those who do that type of work are able to tell the difference. So as a writer, especially when you're first starting out, you can spend so much time focusing on, is it good enough? Is it good enough? Um, and, and tweaking your sentences and trying to perfect them and make them beautiful. No one's going to know except you. And the readers just want the story. And that's where um, a lot of really good writers uh, get, get stuck. And we all know from seeing some of the books that are selling a ton of copies, there's a lot of story in there, and um, a lot of times not a lot of really literate writing, but yeah, good stories. But, good and I, stories. Don't want, I don't want to imply that 
no readers appreciate quality writing. I get comments from readers all the time complimenting me on the quality of my writing and saying, please don't ever dumb it down. You know, I just, I love the, the language that you use and the structure, but as far as a commercial work goes, it's, it's not going to find its niche to the same level that something that maybe is a little less complex would find. So I'm not saying that all readers don't get it, just that many readers don't care. Well, with that, we are running out of time. I've got one last question on the college course. Okay. And were you able to get anyone to sign up for your email list? Well, I've gotten really clever. <laughs> now, I, now when I do these things, I, um, I raffle off. I raffle off a free book or a oh. free audio book because uh-huh. I feel that um, there's so many – everybody out there is going, get on my mailing list, get on my mailing list, and we're inundated. Mm-hmm. And until somebody's actually been on my list, they have no concept of the quality of material that's going to be coming at them. So it's not for everybody. I do write quite frequently. But for those who are looking for that type of material, it's awesome. And so I feel like, well, at least they will have a chance to see what's going on on the mailing list and then make the decision to get off rather than never trying it out because we're already um, deaf to those types of invitations now. I would think that anybody that's in a writing course would find your mailing list fascinating. And anybody anybody that's listening to this podcast, I, I know we have some new listeners because of the popularity of the last show, some new subscribers on iTunes. So for those people, if you're not on Taylor's email list, if, if you're interested in writing and publishing and just life in general, uh, Taylor writes extensively about the business of writing, the craft of writing, and some of her story, uh, some of her stories along the, uh, her pathway to uh, writing success. And where can they sign up for that email list, Taylor? My website, which is taylorstevensbooks.com, beware, there is another Taylor Stevens far more popular than me, (laughs) who is not always safe for work. So um, you have to put the books on there, taylorstevensbooks.com, and there is a connect with me button on there. Um, If you have any issues getting on the list, some people never get the confirmation email, contact me directly, contact at taylorstevensbooks.com, and we'll try and get it sorted out for you. Um, but that is the way to do it. All right. Any final words of wisdom this week? <laughs> if only I had any words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with words of wisdom next week. And that will no, put a lot of pressure on Taylor to come up with something. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>